Hello, everyone. Welcome to Freedom in the Kingdom podcast. My name is Debbie Amaral, and I am so thankful that you have joined me today. If you are new to this podcast, I want to extend a warm welcome. This podcast is designed to strengthen and encourage you, inspire and excite you as you discover the keys that will unlock for you supernatural kingdom provision, prosperity, wealth, health, and all the kingdom benefits you are entitled to as a son of God, as a daughter of God, as a citizen of the kingdom. Jesus Christ, through his death, burial, and resurrection, his finished work, has already provided for you all things that pertain to life and godliness. That's right. It's yours. You've already got it. And when you get a revelation of this truth, it will transform you from the inside out. Wherever you are listening today, I am so delighted that you have chosen to take some time from your busy day and spend it with me. I am believing that what I have to share with you today will be a blessing to you. At this present time, my husband and I, we are teaching our financial classes, Freedom in the Kingdom, Enjoying Kingdom Provision and Prosperity in our local church. And we are just having a wonderful time. We are receiving so many good reports how the class is blessing everyone. Yesterday's class was on the subject of debt. And the title was, The Miracle is in Your House, based on the story from 2 Kings chapter 4. You know the story, the widow woman who cried out to Elisha, the man of God, after her husband had died, himself being a prophet and a man of God. He had passed away, leaving behind a boatload of debt. And now the creditors were knocking on her door, threatening to take her sons. It was a, it was a great class, and I plan on sharing it with you in a future podcast. But for now, I want to share with you what the Lord had shared with me before the class before we had gotten to the lesson. As a matter of fact, the morning of the class, I was getting out of bed and the Lord spoke to me and said, speak to the wilderness in their soul. My people are self-sabotaging their prosperity because their soul is wounded and sick. And he brought to my mind 3 John 2. I hope you have your Bible handy, but if not, no worries, I'll read the verse to you. But before I do, let's pray. Father, I thank you so much for the privilege to minister the word to your sons and daughters. I do not take this privilege privilege lightly, Lord. I pray for all those who are listening, that your Holy Spirit would open their eyes of understanding, their ears would be open to hear, their hearts open to receive what you have for them today. Thank you for your precious spirit that will do a deep work in our hearts and lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so 3 John 2 reads as follows. Beloved, I wish, it's my earnest desire above all things, that you would prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. Those two words, even ask, can also be substituted for only as much as or according to or to the degree. So let's read that verse again, inserting these words. Beloved, I desire above all things that you would prosper and be in health only as much as your soul prospers. Beloved, I desire above all things that you would prosper and be in health according to your soul prospers. Let's try one more. Beloved, I wish above all things that you would prosper and be in health to the degree your soul prospers. This is key. 
Your physical health and your financial prosperity are linked directly to your soul. This is very interesting. It's important that we get a revelation that our financial prosperity is in direct proportion to the prosperity of our soul. The health of our soul plays a very important role in the area of finances. When our soul is not in alignment with the word of God, if the soul is wounded, the blessings, the abundance, the prosperity, the creativity cannot flow. When our soul is in alignment with the word of God, we will experience greater victory in life. We will walk in greater degree of health and prosperity. Healing, prosperity, soundness, wholeness begins from within. We live and move and have our being from the inside out because the Spirit of Christ, Holy Spirit, lives inside of us. Everything you receive from God comes from the inside out. Now, what is a prosperous soul? First of all, we know the soul is made up of the mind, will, the emotions, and imagination. We can say it like this. A prosperous soul is a mind that's renewed to the word of God. It's a sub submitted and convinced will, strong positive emotions, a healthy vivid imagination, thus producing health and prosperity. You see, God has so much for us. It's all inside of us, but it can't come through us if our soul is sick. A soul that's got within it unforgiveness, bitterness, anger, jealousy, greed, pride, fear, lust, idolatry, cares of this world, negative core beliefs, that will block the flow of God's blessings. It's very important that we understand that we will only prosper to the degree as much as our soul prospers. If the soul is wounded or sick, it needs to be repaired. If our soul is damaged, it blocks the way to our future. No wonder we, we often hear people say, why am I at the same place? Why can't I seem to get ahead? I'm sowing, I'm tithing, what is it? You know, there may be other variables, but I really would like us to consider today, perhaps the soul is sick. But I got good news. Jesus is the healer, and he restores our soul. But if the enemy can keep you rehearsing your past mistakes and failures, and you keep rehearsing it, rehashing it, rehearsing it, and you say things like, oh, I've made such stupid mistakes with my money. Oh, I wasted my money. I gambled my money away. I was neg neglectful with my money. If he can get you to keep on rehearsing the mistakes, he's got you where he wants you because you are keeping that memory alive in your soul. You're feeding the memory, and the soul remains sick. But when the soul comes into alignment with the promises of God, receives it, believes it, it begins to heal. A prosperous soul attracts health, wealth, emotional prosperity. Do you know that you can actually repel money if you feel you're not worthy to be wealthy? You see, God has created you and me to be successful. We have been wired for success and prosperity, but programmed for failure. God has made it so that we are to live and function from our spirit man. 
but we often sabotage ourselves by our soul that is not aligned with the new man, the spirit man. Here is an important point you need to remember about prosperity. You will never rise above the image you have of yourself in your heart. I can sit behind this mic for hours and keep on telling you what God says about you, how he sees you, how prosperous you are, but your personal belief system is stronger than anything I can say to you. Lately, I've been studying the law of attraction. Years ago, everyone was talking about a book called The Secret. I personally have not read it. I know it was written by some New Agers who are, uh, who are actually teaching God's law, but not giving him the credit. In a nutshell, the law of attraction is like attracts like. The law of attraction is a powerful law in that it has the ability to attract to our lives what we focus on, give our energy to, what we believe and feel, whether it's positive or negative. So it's important that we guard what comes into our heart and what we focus on. The law of attraction is a, a law that will work for anyone, saved or unsaved, just like the law of gravity, like the law of lift. An unsafe person can exercise the law of attraction and become very prosperous and successful and not even know God. The law of attraction is going to attract what is in your soul. You attract anything that you don't want as easily as you attract anything you do want. And one of the biggest factors in your financial success isn't the size of your salary or mortgage, it's you and what emotions and core beliefs drive you. You can call it your money personality. Your money personality is shaped by a combination of core beliefs, emotions, and other factors that drive you to handle money the way you do. So let's talk about negative core beliefs or self-limiting beliefs for a moment. Many times when there is a lack of productivity or the absence of the thing desired, like prosperity, provision, healing, negative core beliefs or self-limiting beliefs is present and is often the root. For instance, if you have negative core beliefs about money, meaning you have the wrong concept, thoughts, knowledge about money, you will repel money. For example, if you grew up in a home where money was always tight, that can affect your view of money today. You may be always living in a constant state of fear. You may have a fear of lack, not having enough. You may have a poverty mentality. This can result in hoarding, fear of giving, fear of tithing. The fear is what is driving you. And much of your spending or saving decisions is based out of fear. Conversely, someone can be raised in a home where money was always tight and they go to the other extreme and overindulge, overspend to compensate for what they feel they missed as a child. Are you following me? I hope this is making sense to you. If you grew up hearing something to the effect, what do you think, money grows on trees? Do you think we have money tree in the backyard? Those words create a lack mindset. So when you hear it's God's, in God's word, it's his will for you to be plenteous and good, it's his will that you prosper, your self-limiting beliefs stops you from accessing your Heavenly Father's prosperity. Other examples of money personalities are those who are driven by maintaining a wealthy and successful image. 
That's their focus. They're status conscious. They may go to, into debt to maintain that image. What's driving that? It's all about identity. Conversely, there are others who are not wealthy, but will use credit cards to finance the illusion of prosperity at all costs. I call it a false prosperity. What's behind it? Oftentimes, low self-esteem and identity issue. People do crazy things to make themselves feel good about themselves. They are looking for something to give them a sense of self-worth, value, a sense of identity. Some will buy all the latest, whatever, trying to win the approval of people they want to be accepted. These are symptoms of a much deeper-rooted problem. The late Larry Burkett would always say, money is not the problem, it is only a symptom of the problem. Take, for example, people who are compulsive shoppers or shopaholics, as they are often call. They may have a, a deeper-rooted problem like grief, sorrow, shame. People with gambling addictions often struggle with the feeling of emptiness. There's a sense of void within. They're looking to fill this void. Usually it's love because the root of any addiction is lack of love. And you and I know only God can fill that void, the emptiness, not material things. But I've got good news. Jesus came to heal the brokenhearted, set the captive free, set at liberty those that are bound. When Jesus comes in and deals with the root, if the person will accept his unconditional love, healing takes place. Money will no longer be used to fill a void. It won't dominate. It won't enslave. Amen. Perhaps you didn't know that there may be a connection with your experiences of the past and your present financial situation. Think about that. Perhaps you're discovering you may have some self-limiting beliefs or some negative core beliefs. So the question begging to be asked is, Debbie, how do I get rid of these self-limiting beliefs, these negative core beliefs? I'm going to give you four steps of action that I guarantee will work for you if you apply them. Number one, Get into the Word of God and discover who you are and what rightfully belongs to you. Discover what you have, what you can do and be, and how far you can go because what Jesus Christ has done on the cross for you. Two, write the scriptures. Write them in a notebook and then speak them. Speak them out loud. Put your name in the promise. Make it personal to you. See, when you do this, you are engaging your soul, your mind. Thirdly, give thanks. Giving thanks is a powerful force. It guards your heart. It engages your emotions. Again, part of the soul. It engages your emotions in a healthy, positive manner. And when your soul is engaged in this manner, it's beginning to be healed. Let's take Psalm 35, 27 as an example. That verse says, Let the Lord be magnified who takes pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. So you say something like this. I thank you, Lord, that you are delighted in my prosperity. I rejoice that you delight in and are excited about prospering me. Lord, your word says, I will increase you more and more, you and your family. That's taken out of Psalm 115, 
So say, Father, I thank you so much. You desire to increase me and my family more and more. Now, as you're meditating on these verses, focus and see yourself prospering. Don't think about overcoming your present lack or getting out of debt because focusing on the lack causes you to attract lack. See yourself walking out the truth of the word of God. Amen. Number four, guard your heart. The enemy will try and steal the word that is being planted. He doesn't want it to take root. He knows if it takes root, it will produce a different crop. You are going to have to fight. Not the devil. No way. He's defeated. You are going to have to fight his ability to deceive you and make you doubt God's word. He wants to make you doubt that God is good. And you're going to have to fight against his lies that God is holding back on you. That's what he will tell you. Oh, God is holding back on you. That's why you're not prospering. He will blame God. He'll say it's God's fault. That's why you're not prospering. He's really the one that's behind this. It's, he's the one that's behind uh, you not prospering and not getting ahead. Now, if he can't get you to believe that lie, he will turn around and blame you. He'll say things like, it's your fault you're not prospering. It's your fault you're in debt. Shame on you. And we say, no, 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 no shame. Jesus Christ bore my shame on the cross. No shame, no condemnation. Amen. Amen. I hope you're receiving this today. It's time to take the limits off. It's time to take the limits off. Before I close, I want to strongly encourage you to do the four action steps I just alluded to earlier. Don't get discouraged if you do not see results right away. It may take, it may take a little time, but get your eyes off the clock and calendar. What is most important is what is going on inside of you. As you commit to writing down the scriptures and meditating on them, strong coals will come down. Negative core and self-limiting beliefs will be uprooted and a new picture will form inside of you. It's time to take the limits off. Amen. Now listen, right now in the name of Jesus, I prophesied to the wilderness in your soul. The barren place, the wounded place, the dry place, and I speak life. I say, be healed, be whole, flourish, thrive, produce, and multiply in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, that's all I have for you today. I hope this ministered to you in some way. I know God's word never returns to him void. Once again, if you are enjoying these podcasts, please share them with family and friends. And don't forget to subscribe. If you would like to write to us and share a testimony of what the Lord is doing in your life, or if you just need prayer, we'd love to pray for you. Send me an email. The address is freedomandthekingdomnow at gmail.com.